Let me start this episode of Positive Leadership by asking a very important question. If your organization was faced with a major disaster within the next 24 hours, would it survive? Would it? This particular episode of Positive Leadership is going to be about something that most organizations just don't do that well, contingency planning. But I'm here to tell you, it is an essential part of your organizational strategy. Whether it is a business, whether it is a government organization, whether it's an NGO, having an executable contingency plan may be the difference between a crisis averted and a catastrophe. Well, again, let me ask that question once more time because it's important. If your organization was faced with a major disaster within the next 24 hours, would it survive? Well, Dave, somehow we'd get through it. No, you just might not. Having a good contingency plan is vital to your organizational success. Unfortunately, most organizations give contingency planning just lip service, if they do it at all. Oh, come on, look, Dave. We're too busy just trying to get the operational mission accomplished. We don't have time to make plans for disasters or other contingencies. Really? Well, the problem is that unexpected events happen all the time. And your ability to respond to a crisis may be the difference between survival or an unmitigated personnel and professional disaster. I'm reminded of an event that happened roughly 13 years ago. The date was January 15th, 2009. The event that I'm referring to is the Miracle on the Hudson. On that fateful day, Captain Scully Solenberger and First Officer Jeffrey Skiles were able to survive a bird strike that crippled both engines on U.S. Airway Flight 1549. Through their swift action, they were able to land the Airbus A320 on the Hudson River and all 155 passengers and crew survived. Almost all of the credit went to Captain Sullenberg. Captain Sully went through hours and hours of contingency exercises in flight simulators. During the successful ditching of the aircraft, Sully followed bird strike contingency plans that had been carefully written by U.S. Airways. These emergency contingency plans are an integral part of daily aircraft operations. They are always available in the cockpits of every commercial airliner. And these contingency plans have been the difference between many successful aircraft landings that might have otherwise ended up in terrible accidents, which much loss of life. The airlines know the power of contingency planning. Aircraft safety and human lives depend on it. Unfortunately, when we step away from these frontline organizations, contingency planning is often given a backseat to more pressing operational needs. Then, when disaster strikes, organizations are completely unprepared for the consequences of the unexpected crisis or emergency. So, what contingencies face a business or organization? To answer that question, we have to perform a risk analysis. Risk analysis? Ugh. That sounds like a complicated task for insurance adjusters. 
Okay, I'll admit the insurance industry understands how to do this task very well, and sometimes I think they do overdo it. But simple risk analysis isn't hard. It's simply asking your management team to identify the risk facing an organization, the likelihood or the probability of their occurrence, and then the impact on the organization. You can start by breaking these risks down by categories. Most organizations face the following risks. Management and business risk, location-based risk, technology risk, strategic risk, human risk, and then facility risk. Now, management risks include the loss of key personnel or essential business documents. If your CEO suddenly died of a heart attack, do you have a chain of command contingency? Could one of the other executives step in and assume authority? What about critical documents? Are the originals stored safely or backed up entirely? What about your location risks? This includes the potential for natural disasters based on your location. If your business or organization is in a high-risk area, are you prepared for weather contingencies like a tornado or hurricane? Well, how about technology risks? Is the business so dependent on a web service that it couldn't survive an extended outage? The best information technology service providers spend millions of dollars on double and triple redundancy because they would lose millions of dollars for a single day of lost service. Now, several years ago, Korea Telecom, one of Korea's largest service providers, had an unexpected fire in its primary data center that took down the internet servers for about 25% of the city of Seoul for 72 hours. They had no contingency plan in place and did not have a backup data center. That 72-hour outage cost the company millions of dollars in lost services, refunds to customers for the loss of service, and a real big loss of goodwill and trust. The millions of dollars that they lost recovering from this disaster was much, much more than the cost of building a second contingency data center. Okay, so once your management team has identified all of the risks, the next step is to build a contingency plan. This includes actions to be taken in the event the contingency actually occurs. For example, if you're an international company with employees in high-risk areas, do you have plans for dealing with kidnappings or terrorist attacks? If a key executive in your organization has a health crisis, do you have step-by-step procedures for dealing with it? If a natural disaster hits your location, do you have plans that would allow you to minimize the disruption and continue operations? Would an unexpected loss of the internet cripple your business? If any of these contingencies are medium to high risk for your organization, you absolutely have to plan for them. All right, so you've identified your risk and you plan for them. There's still one step left, and this is the most critical of all. You got to test your plan. You have to have an exercise, and it has to exercise your plan as close as possible to reality. If it's a technology contingency, you must verify your failover plan. A natural disaster contingency plan should be practiced by simulating it as realistically as possible. I am here to tell you that I am very glad that our major internet service providers had contingency plans in place before 9-11. For as bad as those attacks were, 
it could have been far, far worse if it had not been for the prior planning by the Internet service providers that serviced the New York Financial District. Because of the planned end redundancy of the Internet services, they were able to reopen the financial district within 72 hours of the attack. Had our key commercial centers been unable to resume, we might have faced an economic disaster of untold proportion. Prior contingency planning in this particular instance prevented a disastrous situation from becoming a national or even global financial crisis. Creating executable contingency plans is an essential part of organizational management and leadership. Whether you're a small business or a large corporation, your management team must identify the risks, categorize them, prioritize them, and then develop procedures for dealing with these contingencies. But the best plans are absolutely meaningless if they are not thoroughly tested. So I'm going to leave you with one final note. If you're in senior management, you set the tone for the importance of contingency planning. If you don't make this a priority, don't miraculously expect your staff to come up with one of these plans. There are a million other priorities in their lives. If you don't make contingency planning a priority, it won't get done. So I'm going to leave you with this one final question. Is your organization ready for bankruptcy or other financial loss of operational capability? Why do I ask that? Because without robust contingency planning, this just might become a looming reality because you failed to prepare for contingencies. Prepare for the unexpected. That's all I got for you this time. I'm just really glad to be with you, and I will talk to you again soon. This is Dr. Dave with another episode of Positive Leadership.